Welcome to Cybersecurity Business. I'm Kevin Poucher, the COO of K-Logix and host of our podcast. In this podcast, we interview CISOs and other security leaders to hear their advice about the business of information security. This podcast gives our listeners actionable takeaways to help them increase the effectiveness of their security programs. Today, we're joined by Rob Sherman, the Chief uh, Information Security Officer at American Tower, where he's now been for 22 years. As you can tell, he has a long history in IT and security operations and is steeped in experience with communicating with executives and the board. So in this segment, Rob's here to provide important insights on the do's and don'ts of presenting to the board. Rob, thanks for joining our podcast. Thanks for the invite, Kevin. So I... 22 years at American Tower is super impressive. And I've known you, I don't know if I've known you for 22 years, but I think when I first met you was definitely a long time ago during your American Tower journey. So maybe to kick it off, give just a little bit of background on your role at American Tower and how you got to be CISO and how you've evolved and earned the right to be CISO over this 22 year tenure. Sure, Kevin. Yeah, I think uh, we were both a little bit younger when when we both first met. <laughs> For sure. Um, so I, I had actually come uh, to American Tower from a firewall vendor, uh, Raptor Systems, which uh, hasn't existed for a while now. Um, but uh, you know, I've had so I've, I've had responsibility for security since I first got here. I was hired as a, a systems engineer back in two thousand. Um, and so my roles for the um, you know the first ten or fifteen years that I was at the company were primarily IT infrastructure related with security as part of that portfolio. We carved out the CISO role as a distinct role about five years ago when it became clear that uh, cybersecurity was going to be really its own role full time, separate from IT infrastructure. And I've had that role ever since. Well, all right, let's start. Let's jump in then and talk about prep for these board meetings. Um, how do you prepare for these board presentations? And, and is it important to understand personalities of the different board members? Yeah, I, I think that it is. So, you know, I try to put myself in their shoes at the beginning to figure out what they want to hear from me. Um, you know, the, the most important thing I've learned over uh, the time I've been presenting to the board here. Uh, is that you know the role of a board is different than the role of management. So you know the, the, they're not day to day interested in things like how many firewall changes did you make, how many tickets came into the sock. They're you know they're looking at things from a different perspective. And so I try to put myself in their shoes and figure out what you know they hear from me you know every couple of months. Um, what do they want to hear in that time? And I try to figure out you know sometimes it's you know sometimes it's a matter of there's been a lot in the news. SolarWinds, Microsoft Exchange, something like that. Uh, and I know that they're gonna have questions about, you know, how is our company affected by that? Um, other times it's, you know, can I figure out how to walk them through what we're doing from a program perspective at a high level to reduce risk for the company? Because at the end of the day, that, you know, their fiduciary duties involves protecting the company. Uh, and my role when I'm in front of them is to walk them through how we're protecting the company, what risks we have, how we're dealing with them, how we're prioritizing things. Um, but I try to stay out of the uh, out of the detail because it's just it's not what they want to hear. 
Right. Now, you just said you talk to them every couple of months. To me, that seems very frequent, and I would guess more frequent than most organizations. But, I mean, you tell me from your perspective, how often should CISOs be presenting and interacting with their boards? Uh, you know, I think two to four times a year. I would say two is the very minimum. You know, a lot changes yeah. in six months. They should hear about that. Um, you know, and in, in my case, you know, we've, it's a little bit flexible based on what's happening and what else is on the board agenda. But sometimes, you know, some years it's been every quarter. Are there other committees that you present to and that CISO should be presenting to? So uh, we have an internal, we have internal steering committees for information security uh, that run quarterly. Uh, you know, in our world, and I think from talking to other colleagues, this is consistent at a lot of companies, a lot of publicly traded companies. Um, you know, cyber often falls with the audit committee. So um, that's the primary group. And then, you know, my experience has been our full board uh, has taken an interest in in cyber, especially as it's been so prolific in, in the media. So when you're meeting with the board four times a year, how do you show incremental progress on your security initiatives? How do you how do you illustrate that to them? Um, so we've done it two ways. Uh, you know, we do risk assessments as a company on a regular basis, as do huh? all public companies. You got to file that and show your shareholders. And so benchmarking against, you know, where a risk analysis landed last year, or this year um, is helpful to show progress. Uh, I'm also a big fan of frameworks. You know, I don't, I don't think there's any reason a CISO needs to start from scratch and figure out what's, you know, what's how to design a program. There's plenty of frameworks out there. Um, I like NIST and ISO personally, um, ISO because we're an international company and so it applies a lot outside the US, um, you know, but our, our US customers often like to see a NIST mapping. So we, we do both here. Um, but I think, you know, showing that mapping to the board is uh, a good place to be without going into the detail. They don't, you know, they're not interested in knowing why a particular control sits where it sits. but. You know, if you, you know, what I like to walk them through is, is somewhat high level. You know, here, here's where the program is today. Here's where we're hoping to be in six months, 12 months, three years. Um, and I can map that against a framework. And when you do that, are you using sort of visuals like heat maps, stoplight charts, things like that? Um, it's, for me, it's more tables and Excels. Um, yeah. You know, stoplight charts, I think, are appropriate in some environments. Um, you know, for, for this first steering committee meetings, as an example, which is, you know, no board, all management. Um, yes, lots of those things. I think those are the appropriate places for that. Um, I think a lot gets lost in, in heat maps and stoplight charts when you get to the board level. Right. So when you're presenting this information, what are there sort of common questions that the board tends to ask? Like, you know, some you often hear people give feedback while well, my board... Uh, our CEO wants to know how we're doing in comparison to our peers and our competition. And right. Is this even relevant in your opinion? Are these the types of questions that they ask you or asked you when you first started doing these? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> whether, they're, whether they're relevant, I think is a really a company by company question. Um, right. But uh, I would say whether or not they're relevant, they do get asked. Um, mm-hmm. um, I am continually asked uh, about benchmarking against peers, uh, about interactions with customers. Uh, I don't think I've gotten through a presentation without some conversation about phishing or ransomware. Okay. Uh, 
just, um, you know, I think that's sort of been the topic du jour for the past couple of years. Um, you know, I always get a question about how are we seeing it? How are we dealing with it? You know, where does that fit on our risk profile? Um, so I think you know, I, I'm always prepared to, uh, to talk about ransomware and phishing. Um, you know, we do simulated phishing uh, as I think most companies do these days. Um, board's always curious to see what those numbers look like, whether they're trending up or down, what we're doing from a training perspective. I think, you know, some of those things uh, are just, you know, front and center for them in their day-to-day -day lives outside of being a board member. And so I think because of that, you know, they like to talk about it. Um, so I'm always prepared to answer that question because I know whether or not it's on my slides, I'm getting a question about it. Do you give them information in advance to digest or are you presenting to them on the fly? Uh, so our models, they get all the slides about a week before the meeting. They do. Yeah. I, I've only, I've had a couple experiences, right. Presenting assessments we've done to the board of one of our customers. And, you know, uh, since I don't do these very often, I, I found it really interesting because we sent them the information in advance you know, and you hear all these stories about how oh, the board doesn't really understand this and that. And so we started presenting and the board stopped us almost immediately and said, hey, listen, everybody here has read through this in detail. We totally get it. We hear what you're saying. So now let's talk about what we need to do moving forward to, to sort of write this ship. And I thought that was a really, really refreshing, eye-opening experience for me because it shows that, you know, boards really do care and they're more in tune with information security to an extent than I think people give credit for. Yeah, I, I think that's an accurate assessment of where things stand today. Yeah, I, I think boards, you know, they can't, I think they do take an interest because they want to. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, at this point, they have a fiduciary duty to do that. Um, and it's been made clear to them, to the people who govern boards and, uh, you know, give them instruction that, 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 that they need to. And so, um, yeah, I've had the same experience that you do. They come well prepared to the meetings. Um, right. they've, re they've reviewed all the material um, and they're ready for a discussion. Mm. So talk about challenges, if any, right? What are some of the, either the challenges that you have now or that you came across when you first started presenting to the board? Yeah, I think for, so. When I first started presenting to the board, I—I'll uh, tell you the, the mistake, biggest mistake I made is I thought I was presenting to management. So I went in with pages and pages and pages of detail and statistics, and um, I probably thought I had uh, a half an hour's worth of discussion. I got through the slides in about five minutes and had nothing else to say because there was no conversation. Um, it was—it was the time that I realized I presented something to them that they just. It, it it didn't it didn't connect with them, um, and so that's when I started you know to do some research myself and get educated on on what boards were looking for. Um, and when I realized you know that they don't they don't want to see you know five slides of um, statistics about firewall changes, <laughs> just right you know not not what they're there for. Um, and so I think you know to new CISOs who are starting to present to boards, that's that would be my biggest piece of advice is know your audience um you know i think this the you know the challenge now is is the breadth of where things sit from a cyber perspective there's just so much going on and so many different things that 
we could talk about with them and you only get a limited amount of time, right? Board time is precious. They've got a lot to do and a lot of responsibility. Um, and so, you know, I, I would love to spend hours with them every quarter. I can't do that. Um, and so finding the things that I want to talk about and make sure that the message gets across really clearly in a very short amount of time is really the biggest challenge I have nowadays when I'm putting my decks together, just getting, mm-hmm. the, getting those couple of major points across. So speaking of major points in the board, only having so much time, I, I think there's probably some people listening to this podcast that don't have sort of this cadence with the board. And they're wondering, do I take this precious time and opportunity to build a case and ask for more funding for my department or more people? Or, or is this something you, you stay away from? Um, I, I, so I stay away from it. It's, it's not their role. It, you know, okay. the, the board doesn't, the board, yes, yes, the board, of, of, you know, they approve the budget for the company. Uh-huh. For the duty. They don't, they don't decide, you know, they don't lie an item veto, uh, you know, a, you know, I'm not going to spend this, I'm not going to buy the security tool this year. That's just not their role. They don't, you know, that's management's role. And so, um, you know, for, for me, asking the board for more people or more money, um, is the wrong place. So I, I stay away from that. How, so one thing that's coming that I'm thinking about is how important is it for you or any CISO to have the opportunity to have that cadence with the board? In other words, if you're interviewing Rob for another company, right, you're interviewing for a CISO job. And during the process, you find out that you will not be presenting or having any communication with the board. How important is that to you? And is that a deal breaker for you when taking a job? Not that you've taken a job in 22 years, but. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 w- I would job at this point where the CISO doesn't present to the board because it means that the security position is seen as just a cost center. Right. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I think especially, it, it, you know, in 2022, almost you know, going into 2023, if a company, uh, still doesn't recognize how critical cyber is, mm-hmm. uh, then it's probably, you know, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll always be fighting for funding and trying to justify your position and why you should, you know, do some very basic hygiene. Um, you know, there's been a, there's a, a phrase out there. I've heard a lot the last couple of years that it, especially, you know, post post pandemic, every company uh, is an IT company because every company has spent some effort and money digitizing you know, some, something that was formerly, you know, not digital. Well, as soon as you digitize something, you, you've got a, you've got cyber risk. <laughs> I mean, that, right. That, comes, that, right. That comes along with moving processes online. And so, um, you know, that, that in itself should raise this to a board, a board conversation, a risk conversation. Um, so that, you know, I think at this point, that's, you know, in, in 2022, that's where people should be. And has this, has the frequency increased? So you mentioned two to four times a year, you might do it a little bit more than most. Has this increased over the last five years? Frequency uh, of communication with the board? I would think it has. It, 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 it has. It has for me. And, I, and I've spoken with a bunch of my colleagues. Um, it's, it's been the same for them. And, you know, I think the thing that's driving a little bit of that change right now um, is these new SEC regulations that are likely to come into effect in a couple of months which uh, deal a lot with uh, board governance and disclosure about what boards are doing. And so, 
yeah, the you know boards pay attention to what the SEC is doing, and that's going to drive even more conversations, I believe. Should people have already started briefing their board about these changes? Uh, I, I have twice already. I think um, it, it would be a very good responsibility for everyone else to do the same. So if you haven't, you're behind the eight ball. I think if you haven't, you're behind the eight ball at this point. I mean, the draft okay. regulations have been out for nearly a year. Okay. The um, latest thing that we've been hearing is that they're going to be finalized in April, um, and the people will have to start filing uh, with their, you know, with their annual reports in 2024. But what you know, what, what I've been sort of evangelizing from my perspective is when we file in 2024, we're filing for the full year 2023, which means um, you know we really want to have the program up and running as we want it to be, uh, you know, disclosed as of 1-1-2023, which is just around the corner. Right. And I think these new regulations coming down are the real deal. I think they're very important. And I think companies that don't have that communication with the board, I, I would think this could be a catalyst. It, it, it will have to be a catalyst for the companies that don't have that communication in place. Because I can't imagine that people are going to want to disclose, you know, hey, we do nothing. <laughs> right. It doesn't doesn't seem like a likely uh, like likely move. And so, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough not to be in that position. Um, but uh, you know, I was at a meeting uh, recently with a bunch of other Boston area CISOs, and uh, a lot of a lot of them uh, are in that situation where they don't have those conversations with the board. And so, I think the SEC rules will catalyze that. Um, and for the boards that don't pay attention um, to it, you know, they, they will have to. Right. So last question, Rob, we're almost out of time. So do you think, uh, and if so, how will board relationships with CISOs change in the next few years? Do you think it'll be the same? Do you think just the frequency is going to increase? Uh, just your thoughts on how that's going to evolve over the next three to five years. Um, yeah, I think in, inevitably the frequency will increase. Um, you know, I think the, the the boards will take more interest. I think a lot will depend on, you know, sort of the broader global issues around cyber and how those transpire into business outcomes. You know, if there continue to be the increase in cyber attacks that we've seen in the last couple of years, and they become impactful to businesses like we see on the news every couple of days, um, you know, that in itself will make boards. Uh, necessarily pay more attention, but I don't see it going. I don't see any signs that it's going to go the other way. I agree. Um, and I think uh, American Tower is lucky to have you at the helm there. So congratulations on the the, the 22 year successful tenure there. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks, Kevin. And, uh, you know, thank you to your company for your support over, over those years. It's, you know, I, no company can do this alone. Quite frankly, we need partners that are there, um, you know, peers at other companies, uh, and you know, you you at K Logics have been a good partner for us, um, and uh, I want to thank you for that. Look, our pleasure, and in in our pleasure for having you join us, we we thank you, Rob. Um, you know, I think we're at a time in in cybersecurity where communicating with the board is an integral part of any executive security position, right? Global issues, regulation, ransomware attacks you hear in the news, everything. It's 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 nonstop. And so, you know, hearing from someone like you who has been doing this for many years, I, I think has been um 
has been really refreshing and educating. So I think our listeners will will really enjoy this one. Um, and for anybody else, if if you have any further questions, uh, you can always reach us at info at kologicsecurity.com directly on our LinkedIn page. And you can hear this podcast in its entirety and our other podcasts at kologicsecurity.com forward slash podcast. Rob, pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you.